hello, and welcome to episode 73 of Friends of the Show. I am Stephen W. Skinner, and this is my podcast where I chat with some of the coolest people from online. This week's friend is British comedian and poker player Ken Chang at Ken Chang Comedy on Twitter. Now, you know I love a good chat about life in the UK. We talk about going to Cambridge for maths, how poker and comedy are similar, and we talk about how his very funny BBC radio special and comedy style are... We even get into his pioneering playwright, great-grandfather. Now, this was a brilliant conversation. I love chatting with my British pals. Please check out all of Ken's stuff, link in the show notes. Now, try to ignore my British accents and enjoy Friends of the Show, episode 73, with Ken Cheng. <laughs> That's good. That's good to know that I don't have a vastly different voice. It would be it would have been off putting if you showed up with like some super posh London accent or a different completely different accent. Like, oh, was that it's Jeff, just he's German. That's a it's Ken Chang like... character. Oh, I thought that was the <laughs> whole character thing. Dedicated character. So I guess, yeah, this the new podcast is a very chill intro, so welcome to the podcast, Ken. Um talking to Ken Chang. Oh, hey, thanks for having me. All right. Amazing. Well yeah, let's do a little bio. You're a British Chinese comedian and Correct. Twitch streamer now. Should we put that? I uh, yeah, sure. Why not? I just yeah, only started on your, Twitch like a your... couple months ago, but yeah, that's we'll talk about it. Um, you're the top search result for Ken Chang. I mean, that is amazing SEO. Even <laughs> other people with less uh, popular common names have trouble with that SEO, and you mm. come right up to the top. You got a Wikipedia page. You got all the stuff. I don't know what you're doing, but you're doing it right. <laughs> Although I'm, yeah, it is a worry though. There is a Ken Cheng, I think, in America who is a writer who is keeps popping up every time, like they got a new. I think they've written for maybe an oh, HBO show, so okay. they might take over at some point. They are popping up the the SEO charts of Ken Cheng. I'm yeah. I just open it up right now, and obviously my recent search is uh, popped to the top, but. Ken Cheng, Chinese comedian, comes up with your picture, and it says Ken Cheng dash comedian. That is like you're verified by Google. (laughs) Basically, (laughs) that's perfect. But above that, for me, I guess because I'm in Canada, there is Ken Cheng, uh, Ken Ching restaurant, but comes up as Ken Cheng restaurant. I guess a lot of people might search for that Ken Cheng restaurant in Quebec, in Laval. Okay. Okay. Wow. But, but you're yeah, to... you're right up there, Chinese comedian. Plus your picture, which is amazing. I guess it's linked that's through good. the Wikipedia, and it you get that little you get that little thing that comes up on the side with all your <laughs> like, the shortcuts of Wikipedia. <laughs> right. Right. Of all I've ever wanted. But that's pretty For good. People... Like, there's nothing nothing too suspicious that comes up. Like, there's not like Ken Chang murder or whatever. It's like no, Ken Chang poker. I've all that. Ken Chang writer, which I guess is that American. Boo. Yes. And then. It's you again, Ken Chang flags. We'll get to it, and then Ken Chang Twitch. So right, look, your Twitch is right up there. Oh, good. That's nice. You gotta, That's yeah, nice. you gotta be pretty happy with that. What's your I'm What's your Twitch uh, following at right now? Because you said a couple months you've been doing it. Yeah, I've got about three hundred followers. My, I guess like, like maybe about like anywhere between like five and. 20 regular watches i don't know it's kind of regulars that's what you that's the key right 
yeah yeah basically you want you you want as many of people coming back and yes. uh, i'm picking up slowly like one by one yeah more, that's all that's it's back. a it's a long game <laughs> it's a long it is game very long game yeah it's it's a grind from what i see like there's all the people who started right when they it began and those people who have stuck with it or whatever are like the top people now yeah if you've been grinding it out like doing your three videos a day every day or whatever your crazy like schedule is where you're a pro streamer <laughs> like it was like is that is is it better than like going to an office and sitting in front of a computer like going to your basement and sitting at your um slightly i mean it's less financially good but (laughs) you get to be your own boss that's true co-workers are better maybe like uh, you get fun people dropping Mm. in the chat yeah you do yeah the community on twitch is amazing that's what i love love a good community ken and that's where you're growing so you got 200 but you got five or ten solid base builders of your community do you have any um any stuff like emotes or like weird. i don't have any custom i don't know how to set up all that stuff. i I need someone to run run me through it it's just all very confusing it seems like a lot ken like i i've just dipped in like i just created my account maybe on amazing a month ago or something too and i was just like oh wow like this is just so much customization and yeah like uh control over your channel and then like when you start looking at who the top streamers are what they're doing like their setups and stuff where you have <laughs> special hardware to like go between chats and your pit stream stuff whatever like your stream buddy <laughs> or whatever yeah like, well, that's the teams squads all oh, that yeah. stuff man it goes so deep and i, I just like the different you know parts of the internet where you can go down a rabbit hole but i was just like oh, i'll just like create a twitch like seems like a lot of people have it you know i'll see who's streaming like maybe dip in on a couple streams uh and feel like okay uh if i want to like actually do it i have to do it <laughs> three times a week at least like every week <laughs> like at least and you have to yeah. be doing you have to like hit your schedule and it's funny because it like other things don't tell you like what you have to do <laughs> like twitter no, twitter no, doesn't tell don't. you like you have to tweet you know like three or four times a day and engage with people and you know you know do all the things that you do uh to get a following and build a community but twitch is like here do this like watch this video this is what you have to do you have to (laughs) you have to like do this you have to get five people talking to each other in the chat at once like how they gamify it like with the rewards and medals is is crazy yeah even just said getting the equipment is a barrier in itself getting the lighting getting the right webcam setting Mm -hmm. all up it's there's i guess you're like it's sort of like halfway between other social media but also you're sort of producing your own tv show or your own sort of radio show with a screen it's so much and it's always live like other things uh, like sort of like tiktok whatever vine the other video services youtube it's all sort of geared towards pre-recorded stuff yeah pre-edited stuff with music going this is like 100 percent live or like nearly or like live to tape where you're watching a replay of a live thing where it's like always live like that is a whole other thing like you're saying like a radio thing but also people are watching you so you don't have that benefit of radio where you can like like look at your friend like what the heck <laughs> yeah no it's it's good and bad i mean like i guess the alternative is like back back in the day if we didn't have this you would have to try and get your if you wanted to have your own radio show you'd have to like pitch that and know someone but now anyone can do it and that's really cool yeah the internet and the uh, demo- uh, the decentralization uh, mm, of that big fan of 
the power Big fan of decentralization. <laughs> Love Big it. Fan. Power is coming down. Uh, what's the other word for it? Disruption. They're disrupting shit. Millennials are killing industries. And frankly, you love to see it. I love to see millennials. <laughs> I like to see all TV die. Yep. Rest TV, TV, radio industries both die and get reborn. Yeah, it's not a death. It's like a metamorphosis. It's a mm. it's a phoenix yeah. rising from the ashes type <laughs> thing. You know, it's yeah. not going to go away. People are consuming you know more than ever. There's more of us, and we're all consuming the stuff. There's going to be a market for <laughs> enough of it. So like, it'll find its balance. But we're in this crazy, you know, transitional period, and uh, it's interesting to see who comes yeah, out on top and how it goes. Um, but I guess we should mention Elephant in the Room, Global Pandemic. How are you doing, Ken? How are you treating? I'm, You're over there well, in the UK, which you've come up with your own variant. Um, we call it, yeah, so we British, call it the UK variant. Always, you call it like COVID-19 and, and chips or something. Yeah, the British just want to be, you know, special, <laughs> distinct. They want to be ahead of the curve. They want that special kind of, yeah, they want to be unique. Well, they did so get it. Why... They got in the news. <laughs> yep, yeah, Headlines. exactly. They want the attention. They want the British Empire back. And if they're not going to be the British Empire of colonizing other countries, they'll be the British Empire of creating their own variant. Yeah, well, this will help take out some of these <laughs> colonies. <laughs> yeah, that's the that plan. I think they're just like, let's let's get back India. Yeah. Let's get India back. <laughs> let's, get, let's get them back. Let's knock them down a, a peg. <laughs> Well, so yeah. yeah, so now you have a variant there. We've all got multiple variants we're dealing with. The vaccines are starting to roll out, but there's a problem with that, especially here in Canada, where we are the worst at rolling out the vaccine. Like a study oh, came out like last I didn't know week. That. Yeah, a study a week or two ago, anyways, this is dating the podcast, but that Canada and its vaccine rollout is the worst out of all the people who are doing it. Why is it so bad? Is it because it's a sparse? Is it, yeah, I think it's like a combination of things, but I think it's due to, no, like the government unpreparedness kind of thing like we're currently in like ontario which is like a big population center where like key demographics would be measured uh and the guy who's running it is like a goofball so you know how it goes with the goofballs you got a goofball over there right we've got a lot of goofballs i'm just surprised that anywhere is more incompetent than the british government that's very surprising to me well you might have heard of um rob ford toronto's mayor made global headlines he's a crack smoking mayor oh yeah and he passed away yeah so that guy rob ford so now we got his brother who just (laughs) slipped in there riding the coattails he just like somehow he's like i'm here too and now they're like oh he's fine too just vote him in and all of a sudden he got to be premier of the the province and so that's a big problem (laughs) it's a big problem for like a lot of things like uh you know environment and education and a lot of like things that people you know normally care about Premier of the province sounds like a very old-timey thing. Exactly, yeah. So we're over here living in the colonial system still. And, uh, yeah. Oh, well. Lords. Exactly, yeah. We still have Feudalism. people who wear those wigs and stuff, I think, though. I don't know. Like, you started that, but... <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And, and and other people are just still doing it. And we're just it's like, yeah, fault. there's nothing else. She's on our money. She's on our money. What do we do? You can't, you can't stop her. And she's so far away, you can't actually She's rebel. so far away. We have someone who represents her over here. And yeah, yeah that person got in trouble recently, which is funny because they were like traveling during the pandemic or something. Uh, we're all in it, Ken. We're all Ooh. in it. <laughs> Everyone's, everyone loves to travel. We had so a, an MP member of parliament get, just get on a train after they discovered they had COVID and they went on no. a train all the way from London to, to Scotland. Oh, a five that's hour a long train way. Journey. That's a long they way. Ha- yeah. And it's literally an hour after the test. They just got on a train and it was like, you know oh. what? I'm, I'm just going to get on a train and go home. 
Wow. Just like regardless. Yeah. Just like I know that I'm I'm concerned enough to get a test. But No, they actually they even got the positive result and they just got on the oh, train. Oh, that's bad. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a bad. bad MP. I mean, that's yeah, so bad. yeah, so we're all dealing with that kind of stuff, so we're still dealing with it. But I know you're masking up. I know you're supporting yep. local businesses, you're staying oh, yeah. distant, you're Standing on the little stickers in the store, <laughs> shaking your head at people who are wearing the mask improperly. Yep, yep, that's all me. That's all me, baby. <laughs> well, I'm just like, hopefully, like, we're all dealing with this kind of stuff. The listeners are too. But uh, hopefully, we see some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. But it's uh, like st- step forward, step back <laughs> kind of situation. Yeah, like we had the whole lifting of lockdown. Then we had a second lockdown and then we lifted that and now we're in our third lockdown. So it's kind of like it's kind of like one step forward, two steps back, one step forward, about a thousand steps back. <laughs> now we don't know where we are. We should have just taken a step back at the start to avoid yeah. all that. But yes. instead, yeah, we we've ended up way behind the starting line. <laughs> yeah, we're people are lapping us. New Zealand is lapping us. We're still <laughs> yeah. walking backwards. And yeah, uh, so, yeah. yeah, so other places who are like, all right, listen, it's going to take a medieval style lockdown to deal with this. So mm-hmm. let's just do it. Let's medieval style lockdown with the yeah. technology we have. And now those places are like, judging, we're having festivals, suck it, the rest of the world. Yeah, pool parties. Yeah, pool, pool parties. parties. All sorts of stuff. Man, all kinds of stuff. So, you know, shout out to those countries who managed it um, well. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's really crappy to, to be in one of the places that's not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's okay for me though. I've been all right throughout it. I mean, I guess I've just found ways to adapt. I'm probably luckier than some. Um, I guess uh, I got a girlfriend at the start of lockdown, which was oh, nice. Yeah. That was a big thing to that's get great. to enter a relationship at the start of lockdown. Oh, perfect. That's like the way to do it, really. Yeah. As opposed to those ones that were sort of like iffy heading in, yeah, could go yeah, either that, way. Ooh, I've heard a lot of stories about those ones where, yeah, it's like, yeah, uh, what's the best thing that happened those. to you in lockdown? Or like, I broke up with my boyfriend <laughs> halfway through or whatever. Like, okay, yeah, and yeah. it's usually they were living together and mm-hmm. it just went bad. Oh, just be so brutal in like the tense conditions, and you're stuck there and you can't do anything. Yeah. Oof. Ken, well, I'm glad to hear it. Glad to hear that it's still going strong. Um, Valentine's yeah. Day coming up. You got something planned? She won't hear this. Well, this won't come out for a while. Right? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> really thing. Um, we're actually separated right now, as in not, not yeah. uh, romantically. We're separated geographically in that she's way up north in Cumbria with her parents because of the whole uh, London. The, that London went like to shit for like right, yeah. Christmas. So she just got out and. Smart. We're, so we're not together physically, mm-hmm. but we're doing a lot of Zooms and stuff. Yeah. And how is that going? Is that okay? Yeah. All right. It's all right. It's as good as uh, Zoom can be. You know, once you've spent a lot of time together in person, Zoom doesn't quite have the same, you know, no. you miss just being in the same room with all the, the yeah, just the... Yeah, baby, the spark. The spark, the free-flowing conversation, spark the ability to do more stuff, you know, is yeah. kind of... But it's we're getting by. We're yeah, getting by. That's really tough. Um, but I guess that's what everyone sort of is dealing with. Yes. Who's in that sort of situation? And I got to say, it does stink. Um, I guess yep. I was away from my current wife for like a six month uh, period. Whoa! Or so. 
during Six like months. yeah like during sort of like the beginning like during year two uh of our relationship it was like during university times and uh, yeah. yeah it was it was really tough but we are still going so we made it through but yeah i can see and that was like before zoom was invented i guess ah that's really <laughs> it would have been yeah. really tough but we still had you know email uh just just a little bit of an earlier version of the internet that we were dealing with yeah but yeah enough of this pandemic talk let's talk about ken Cheng. where are you from who are you guys where'd you come from tell us your story <laughs> i just listened to your um two parts of your chinese comedian radio oh, yeah. bits and so yes. I, have, I know half the tale but we should tell the listeners in case they don't okay. know let's bring them back this is like the wtf portion <laughs> wtf portion where should we start where should we start so which part of thing are you from uh, of Britain. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. The UK. Britain, the UK. England. Yeah. yeah um, I'm from, I was born in a place called Cambridge. You might know it because of the university and the, the legacy of The oldest in the English speaking world. <laughs> That's right. And you know how important it is to be the oldest something. Everyone seems <laughs> to pride themselves yeah. on that. Older is better, right? That's just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's locked in. Yeah, exactly. It's stood up. It's stood up for that long. It must be good. I mean, I guess so. Yeah, good bricks. Good bricks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, got, uh, grew up in Cambridge, and so is this a Cambridge um, accent? Is that what you would say that you have? I don't know what my like, accent what's it called? is. It kind of goes all over the place, to be honest. I think it is quite neutral. Sometimes I sound more American though, because I talk, because I've just watched so much American content you right, know yeah, yeah. and so i think sometimes it's the reverse a... madonna what happened to you <laughs> yeah exactly sometimes i just have a some people think i have a chinese accent i don't think i do i don't know how i would have ended up with one because i don't i was born in the uk mm-hmm. so i think people just assume it is a chinese accent i think it's just a bit of a weird accent yeah sort of that's that happens to certain people when they do if you consume a lot of content some like american people who grow up in certain heavily accented regions with just like a general american accent yeah like how does that happen we're like i don't know i just watched a lot of tv (laughs) really really that much tv like yeah that much tv you're like okay that's cool exactly (laughs) that's what i've got that's what happened to me too much friends too much friends yeah (laughs) as a teenager you know that's a good frame of reference you can make a lot of good connections that way reference yeah pop culture wise yeah a lot of people have watched friends it turns out turns out it's a little little pretty popular back then pretty popular show uh don't i'm not ashamed to admit that i've purchased the entire series on dvd multiple times not for myself Wow, for but for my aforementioned wife, who uh, was a fan, and yeah. you know, you got to have it. You got to have the whole series to just that's good. Watch before bed or whatever. Yeah, how do you feel that all now on Netflix? Uh, I'm fine because yeah, we gotta we gotta have the Netflix now. We cut the cable. Now we're just a streaming Ooh. service uh, family. So yeah, we are Netflix, Disney Plus, and yeah, I think the that's just oh, the crave. Just the <laughs> crave tv in canada so that's like um we get some hbo it's a canadian specific Ah. uh, one and it's basically hbo is what we get there on that one Uh, never heard of that one but there's so many now there's so many streaming services well how would you get hbo in the uk like would you get it on the hbo app i don't think you can Mm. 
How are you gonna I watch Game of Thrones, get... mate? Oh, I mean, I find ways. I <laughs> oh, find you ways. sneaky! <laughs> find ways. I think you get. I think that's on Now TV, which is an offshoot of Sky. Mm-hmm. So that's a similar, probably a similar thing. Yeah, I think that's the equivalent of equivalent what we've got of in like Canada. A grave, uh, but TV. I've only I've, I've subscribed to Netflix and nothing else, and I probably don't hmm. technically need Netflix because I do find cheeky ways of you getting do. stuff. Um, and also within Netflix, if you have uh, a VPN or access to something like that, where you can spoof your location to a different location, yeah. you can access you the different, different Netflix, which is very yeah. interesting. And apparently the Mexican Netflix is the one you want to hit up because really? they just throw everything onto that one. They're like, who cares? It's yeah. We'll just throw it onto Mexican Netflix. No one's watching <laughs> it or whatever. I don't know, but they apparently have a ton more than anybody else. So if you're wow. doing that, go check out Mexican Netflix if you haven't tried okay. it. Okay. I'll, I'll check it out. Apparently, there's a cheat where you can sign up to Netflix using a VPN and get it four times cheaper, and then you change back to your, your I native get region. It. Yeah, so you like subscribe in Sri Lanka. Yeah, and it's like two two dollars a month. Yeah, and you, you know? use your Sri Lankan bank account to pay for it, and then you yeah. just stream. That's genius. Like internet, internet's really figuring it out. Like with yeah. uh, some of this stuff, um, like the Reddit thing happened. Uh, it's like internet using its power for different things. Yeah, realizing yeah, what some, it can do. For some people, it's taking on Wall Street. For some people, it's saving six dollars a month on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it's different, so, different, different aims, levels. Different objectives. Yeah, different. <laughs> you know, it's like more person. One's more a personal <laughs> preference. <laughs> one's more uh, societal. Yeah. Equally powerful ways to stick it to the system, I say. Yeah, that's true. Stick it, sticking it to Netflix is one thing. <laughs> sticking it to hedge funds uh, is another. Even though yeah. most of, most hedge funds hedge funds still made a lot of money, and most retail yeah. investors still got really really hurt by that. Yeah, it's it's did just you, <laughs> it's funny. Did you get involved? No, in the no, no. I uh, no, I'm a, like a buy and hold ETF steady kind of thing. Oh, ETFs, they're the they're the real real deal. Well, just like a boring, like, I don't know what to boring, do. Boring, passive just investor that. just yeah. making tons of money without doing anything. I, I can I, my first buy-in was like right before a crash. So it was like immediately digging myself out of a hole. But since then it's been Ooh. fine. Um, yeah. You know, but cause I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's like, you're just buying and holding it. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do all yeah. that. Oh no. It's where's, gonna happen. Where's the excitement. Yeah. Where where's is the, the excitement? Checking, That's true. Checking the graph every five seconds. That's right. I want that, gone up that line. The line can is, is it green? <laughs> is, it, is it up? Is it down? Oh man. <laughs> Four monitors all with a ton of graphs on them. <laughs> and just like I think, four keyboards, yeah. each with like three open cans of Red Bull next to it. That is the life. I think some of my friends bought GameStop and some made quite a lot. Yeah, definitely there was a chance to make money. And yeah. it's funny because I saw some people like early on on TikTok were like, yeah, this was amazing. I got in at 70, got out at 90, made $394. Check yeah. check me out. And then like the next day it was like <laughs> 260 or something. Like I would love to see yeah. what video that person made. Like what'd you do after that? <laughs> put that 390 in? What's, what's going on with that? Do you feel yeah. like you missed out? Do you feel like you did good? Yeah. <laughs> Still feel like you did good? So, but then like all the Robin Hood people got screwed with the delay, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that didn't come out till after, right? So at the beginning it looked like, ha ha, huzzah, yeah. Robin Hood people prevail. But then they're like, oh yeah, we're just going to hold this because, you know, there's a bit of a delay with all the thing. And oh, sorry, it plunged again. Uh, he and, can't sell. He can't sell. Sorry. Sorry, can't sorry. sell. And it plunged and you left a lot of money. <laughs> sorry. 
Oops, sorry. That's why you don't play yeah. with that kind of stuff. That's why you stick to something safe and yeah. um, good, like poker. Like Bitcoin. Oh, like poker, yeah. <laughs> yeah, poker. This, this is my smooth segue into poker. That's a great segue. How'd you get that into poker? When did you start playing? How long you been playing? Ooh. Yeah, I started when I was 17 in school. Okay. Or 17, eight, basically about to turn 18. I started playing with friends. And one of them, we, we, we only played in a... We played during school lunch times, and we played. We bet with skittles instead of chips. Beautiful, which was fun. Yeah, that was interesting. And we eventually raised the stakes to real money. And then was that allowed at your school? No, we stopped playing in within school, and we started playing. I guess like not technically allowed, but the, no. they're not going to really police it during lunchtime. Right. Okay. Yeah, because ours was policed if they saw any money, but if it was mm. skittles or whatever um, other yeah. alternatives that we used. Um, which we did yeah. then it was fine so it's like yep yeah, we're just playing with these candies or whatever but each yeah. candy was really worth <laughs> a dollar so yeah, then at the exactly. end we would have an account of who actually won and you get your payout yeah. but um yeah a little That's bit of the a original bitcoin candies exactly it's a blockchain it system yeah, <laughs> like, blockchain wait my dollar <laughs> that was a dollar you just ate it <laughs> <laughs> a dollar per skittle wow the inflation so you started at 17 and um i guess the listeners don't know but you're quite good at maths yes i, I i've always been quite a mathsy brain i was always good at maths in school so poker has a lot of maths in it so um yeah i think a friend started playing online put some money online so i put some money online and mm-hmm. just kept Kept going, yeah. Kept going after that. You were grinding it out. So, what was your? So, did you? Were you playing it smart? Did you like only bet a certain small percentage of your stack? Were you playing cash tables? Were you playing tournaments? Were you playing on Poker Stars? I yeah, Poker Stars is where I started. I think I started off playing quite recklessly. I was very dumb. Yeah, didn't know much about the game. But then you got to learn about your uh, rack management. Yeah, bad bankroll management. I. Started reading more about the game, started understanding more, started going online onto online forums, learning about it, and then eventually just got better and better, and yeah, just kept going with it. And then, so when did you feel like you were good enough to t- take on the poker world as a real so I, thing? Yeah, so I did a year at uni and then dropped out after my first year of university. What did your parents think of that? not too sold on this poker <laughs> smoker angle right but i think they were less strict than other parents because some would say you have to stay in uni or we won't support you but i guess they did end up supporting me beautiful shout out to the parents like that will, yeah that will actually do that not gonna dirty dancing dad you or whatever like yeah just follow your dream we know you're good we know you're smart you're gonna eventually figure out the right thing mm. We just yeah. got to support you if this isn't the right thing. <laughs> if you fall yeah. on your face, we're like, ah, kind of, we told you so. Want to try it? Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what the, they're hoping for. That's the kind of stuff that, yeah, you hope to be as a parent, you hope to have as a kid. So it's great to hear when that does happen. Yeah, that was great. So what was, was your lucky. first big, like, have, do you ever play in a, like a live tournament? Or was it I all online? I played a live tournament yeah. like a couple of times. I never won anything from live tournaments, but... Uh, mostly online mostly online for me yeah and what was your biggest coup for online oh you're playing the sunday big. million I, I never played the sunday million i did I, my biggest tournament win was probably winning a 20 dollar tournament for like twelve thousand, maybe yeah or something. that's huge i was good but yeah i mean i don't yeah the thing is i, I used to make 
it used to be a lot easier and you could you could probably make a lot more back then yeah during the boom the boom yeah like the echo boom or whatever where it was poker was on tv it was like us treated like everywhere on all this stuff yeah 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 we had that late night poker Mm-hmm. Just on TV all the time. All the time. Just like, what's on TV late night? It's poker. <laughs> exactly. Like, Every okay. channel, weirdly. Yeah, weirdly. It was like just the, during the boom, yeah. right? So that gets everybody going. And so there's a lot of fish, Ken. <laughs> yes. You know all the lingo. You're big, you're big into poker. Uh, yeah, I was in the boom just like everyone else. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I started in um, like high school as well. But it was like a live game. And it was before the boom. So it was like pre-boom. Ooh. Right around like when Rounders Rounders about boom. to come the rounders out. Boom. The yeah, boom. Rounders Yeah, Rounders. So the, the, yeah, that's the boom I'm talking about. So I was playing. So I was just getting into it right when Rounders came out. So it hit me huge. <laughs> Pay that man his money. <laughs> Pay that man his money. Just great stuff. Check, yeah. Check me. <laughs> know that like line for line or whatever. Watched it a ton. Yeah, yeah I watched that. Uh, rewatched it at the start of lockdown, I think. Oh, really? So it's a recent, yeah. so a recent sort of rewatch. How does yeah. it hold up? I haven't seen. Yeah, it's it in good. A few years. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's a very solid movie. Yeah, Edward Norton, just such Edward a Norton's piece character. Of shit. <laughs> but yeah, real piece of shit. Well. <sighs> Or just been I've been working on my it was like Mac first thing he says when he gets out like been working on my shit like oh no <laughs> just screw up <laughs> Matt Damon's life you in loads of trouble yeah so that's yeah so that's what we're talking about good poker times you end up playing poker and then how does comedy play into it comedy came as a complete surprise for me I started doing I just signed up to a random gig I was never never expected to do comedy as a as a kid. Um, but when I was 21, I just signed up to a gig uh, just on a whim and it went well. So I just kept doing it. Yeah, it was another thing where it's like, oh, that was fun. I'll keep doing it and see where it goes. I never had a plan for it. I'd, even even for several years after that gig, I probably still never planned to make it my job. But then eventually th- more things happened and I started getting more paid work and more opportunities on radio and TV, like the radio series you mentioned. I and th- Eventually it became my primary thing for a while and now what's your primary thing twitch i think sort of unknown because like i was gonna move away from comedy when lockdown started because there was just no comedy but then they kind of threw me a few jobs to kind of keep me back in (laughs) the (laughs) the comedy gods just decided we're just gonna oh he's quitting comedy no way we're gonna throw him just a, a, a big job a big TV gig that will keep him interested. So I essentially don't know for the next year, but probably comedy is paying like reasonably well for me to keep going for a bit more or has paid well with like a few specific gigs, but you never know with comedy because you are reliant on like big gigs, big TV show filmings and stuff like that. Yeah. And we were definitely in, we were in a boom, uh, like comedy boom, uh, right yeah. when the thing hit. So who knows how that's going to affect, uh, the mm. boom, right? So it seems like the boom has continued its strength online. Like a lot of people yes. have like pivoted to video and it's sort of picked yes. up where it's left off. There's like a lot of demand, like I was saying for that content for, for laughs and funny stuff. And then I'm yep. sure when normal life resumes to whatever it's going to be, the, the demand for live performance is going to go through the roof at least in the short term from the people who are starved from it and then and then it'll sort of even out from there but like we'll have to wait and see like we're in an unprecedented situation yeah who knows when comedy will come back there's no graph 
There's no graph. Yeah, there's, no gra- there's no graph. We have no, nothing to base it on. We have purely, like, we could look back to the 1918 pandemic, but I don't think we can learn much about comedy audiences back then. No, they didn't. Barely any of their content was online. Yeah, exactly. It's not useful. I don't know what's going to happen with live comedy. It's, yeah, over here, really, because I think people do love it, but... They love it, especially over uh, there. They need yeah. it. They yeah. need it. And it's a different kind of thing where it's like in day-to-day life, people are more inclined to want to like be funny or be like cutting, yeah. <laughs> extremely cutting to be funny or whatever, like that, that yeah. snarky edge or whatever. And people, I think, especially over there in the UK, really crave that. Like when I was they living there, it, it took me a while to adapt where I was like just sort of like maybe like thin skinned at the beginning and be like, did he really have to just insult me to that degree? <laughs> like literally we just met like two days ago and we worked together, but like, I, okay, I get that everyone here is mean, but like, oof, he really got me. He got me there. Good one. Why hmm. are you being mean? But yeah, just what being is this? so mean. But, <laughs> Why is everyone laughing at him? Yeah, just like so fun. Like the, the meaner, the funnier. And then like it's once I figured on. that out, it was a lot better. It was eye-opener. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's just like a different sort of vibe. But I can see that, I, I can imagine that the UK audiences who have come to love the stage <laughs> from days of yore on, that they'll they'll bounce back pretty, pretty steady. I hope so. I there were some gigs in the second lockdown, kind of like there was a mid-period where you could have gigs and they were socially distanced. And actually I did one gig, which was surprisingly very good and very well attended. It was like uh, 40 people there who have come out in like probably some of the riskiest times to come out to just go to a gig and they, they craved it. Yeah. That's what people really needed. It was like, I saw some of my comedian friends performing at those like outdoor shows here. And I was like, well, should people really be like, out, you know, uh, gathering together? But also I get like, I would go, you know, if I, if yeah. I didn't have like a baby or whatever, if I was like 20 <laughs> something and didn't have anybody, it was just like me, yeah. maybe I would go and see a comedy yeah. show. Cause I haven't been outside in months or yeah. whatever. And I'm kind of losing my mind and looks like it's distance. Looks they're wearing masks or whatever, you know, however people <laughs> <laughs> rationalize their risky behavior. Yeah. Like, look, I mean, everyone yeah. was wearing masks except for when they were drinking, except for when they were eating yeah. and except for when they were laughing really loud sometimes. Yeah, there's the bare minimum being put in to make it feel kind of safe, but not really. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I like. Just like the the sticker that says it's safe. <laughs> yeah, but is yeah, it, and yeah that matter. was enough. Yeah, it's enough for some people. So I'm glad that you were able to get out there, flex the muscle, however so shortly. But mm. you gotta keep it. You gotta keep it going, right? Because now everyone's been atrophied. Their live muscle when everyone steps on that stage for the first time, it's gonna be. Almost like the first time again. Yeah, I think so. I've got like I've I've not done it for like five six months now, and I've got a Zoom gig coming up, and even that's a bit. I mean, I've never I've done so few Zoom gigs. I was going to ask I, if you've done it before, if you've done a Zoom show before. I've done like one or two, and they've been always a bit weird. So I'm not a big fan, so I haven't taken many up. But this one. I, I had to basically say yes because it was a paid one. So I was like, okay, well, I have to do this. But I'm not good at the craft right now. Yeah, yeah, especially during, especially this format or whatever. Like, it's completely yeah. different where there's no, uh, you know, immediately res- immediate response yep. where you can feed off of and be like, yes, this is the direction that I'm pivoting and you're coming along. Where it's like, no response, no response. Oh, that person smiled here. Okay, that maybe yeah. was good. <laughs> I don't know. And Are like, you on mute? The ri- 
<laughs> no, exactly. And like all your stand up is like written and performed by default to a rhythm that only works in a live format. So you're going to have to work out how to adjust it subtly without doing too much work. Yeah, your breaks for the laughs that <laughs> you're not getting yeah. have to be timed differently. Yeah, and you have no idea how to time it because people are laughing in their in their own homes probably, but inside their bubble, get... but you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or yep. In performing in a vacuum would be nuts. Yeah. That's um, why I'm a big I prefer Twitch because it's more it's evolved naturally yes. from the idea of the internet and actually I think the average person will enjoy watching a Twitch stream more than a like a Zoom a Zoom gig. Right. Yeah, that makes more sense. And and there's more of um usually a Twitch streamer can can have like another one on and there's a couple people yep. usually talking back and forth or yep. there's a few people even um audio just audio with the person who's on video. So that adds the whole, it's like a live podcast or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's everything. It's, it's, yeah, it's just much, much more natural. And, uh, like zoom gig, you're just kind of questioning what, what is, why am I speaking like this? What is stand up really? What is going on? (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Because, uh, are you, are you going to stand up even like, are you just sitting? No, I'll be sitting at my desk, which I'm on right I'm on my chair right now that I'll be using for the gig. It's no different. I'm You're just on stage right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm already on stage for this podcast, so it's it's gonna be surreal. It's kind of nuts. Do you have a um? Do you have a fancy light for broadcasting yourself? Do you have a nice yeah? Setup? I have a ring light. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have. I got a little one for Christmas, but I think I need a bigger one. Um, yeah, mine's quite small. And it, it works for you fine. You just yeah, it it's it's done the job. All you need to do is create that little bit of drop shadow light or whatever it is. Uh, Light that dark space. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you're saying, but I'll go with it. (laughs) You need a good light and you need a little tripod to put it on, maybe. Mine attaches to the desk. Oh, that's better. Stick little clamps to the desk. I also need one of those clamps with the arm that hangs with the mic. Do you have that? Or do oh, you yeah. Have... I've, got, I've got one of those. Yeah. I've got one of those. That's oh, yeah. Cool. It's really reduced the noise the noise coming out of stuff. Yeah, that's good. Because I have mine on like just a regular stand, but that's like basic bitch shit. Everyone's got the arm connected. The arm. The it's important. You've got to have your arm, Stephen. You can pull it down in front of your face like Joe Rogan. Yeah, you can do all sorts of stuff with it. Like if Joe Rogan's doing it, right? <laughs> it must be good. Must That's be good. what I take all my cues from. You are the most similar person to Joe Rogan. <laughs> I'm shaving my head right now. I'm doing <laughs> spoonfuls of creatine. Yeah, I hope you get Elon Musk on your show. I mean, yeah, I'd smoke him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great, great moment in history, that rather. That was wild, and it created a great uh, a meme. He's a very memeable yeah. man, that Musk. Yeah, he is. When he's whether he's like trying destroying to his, or not. Oh yeah, when he's destroying his own stock price by tweeting it's too high. It's. I mean, or, he wasn't wrong though, wasn't it? No, he wasn't wrong. He's smart he was to probably do that. correct. Yeah. Well, it was all the all the government subsidies that he's getting. It was inflating <laughs> yeah. it again. Yeah. <laughs> those yeah. government subsidies but i mean hey who wouldn't want to work with them he almost saved those kids in the yeah. cave right <laughs> yeah by calling the guy a pedo <laughs> what, a calling... <laughs> what a goofball what a goofball well he's what got his goof... own cryptocurrency too now right like he oh came, does he he just came out as the guy from dog 
dog coin. Dog, 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 a coin. Dog, a coin. Yeah. Much coin, much crypto. Wow. <laughs> Very. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that gonna be rising loads? Dog, a coin. Is that what's happening? Is it, that the well, next? it already did rise loads once it mm-hmm. was determined that he was uh, involved in it. That was uh, the big okay. news. So he had kept that under wraps, and then sort of yeah. that came out, and then so, it boosted it. So I think right now it could be even overvalued, but I don't know much about the crypto space. No, I don't. I don't. I don't have enough. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have enough disposable income to to invest in all that. It's so cool, though. It's so interesting. I want one of those electronic wallets that is just a USB key, and it's a catchphrase (laughs) that opens it up, but it's a secret crypto code. (laughs) And you get a book in a bookshelf that reveals it. Yeah, I want that. I want to pull the book back, and then all of a sudden my bank of mining rigs is revealed <laughs> my crypto wallet displays the current totals on the wall pretty neat that's a dream it's the dream so yeah maybe i'll buy i'll try buying point zero 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 one bitcoin later this week yeah now's yep. the time to buy the best time was 20 years ago the second best time is now <laughs> that is a true fact <laughs> that old saying um, so we briefly touched upon your time in Cambridge where you studied maths. Yes. And oh, you did the maths. You know, <laughs> I did, sometimes... I did a, it the first time, and it is like a to... controversial subject. Well, well, here's the thing I don't like to admit a lot among British people, is that I actually prefer calling it a math. I like the phrase, do the math. Yes. It's much more powerful. Do, do the, the maths. Math. Yeah, well, you can't powerful. say do the maths. Yeah. You do need that math. hard end. You need the hard... Do the math. Yeah, I have no issue with it. I'm I'm not anti-American as, as many of my British friends are. I'm torn, and it's weird that we say math in Canada because we do all the British stuff. We spell things with a U, all that good stuff. You do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, but That's there's certain big. words like, you know, we don't say boot and bonnet or all that weird stuff. We don't say lift. There's a bunch of British words that we don't say. I just think it's weird when <laughs> there are ones that we adapt from america and that we didn't adapt from britain we were like no no math is better but <laughs> <laughs> math and trunk yes maths trunk. and boot forget it do you say pavement yeah you say pavement okay yeah we say pavement i think we use yeah. like asphalt mm. or like road we yeah we they, we never say sidewalk but i actually oh, prefer- sidewalk yeah no we would say sidewalk Oh, we say we call that the pavement. I was thinking pavement like, yeah, that's the that is the material that is used oh, <laughs> to yeah, yeah. create we call the, the sidewalk, the pavement. OK, yeah. See, that's a different one. That's different. Yeah. We're breaking down barriers. And I that's an interesting one that I've never heard thought of. Mm, yeah, it's not, that doesn't come up that much. Doesn't come up. Um, yeah. But I was trying to loop back to Cambridge because I have a bullet you're in the Footlights, or you directed a Footlights tour. Yeah, I was kind of involved in comedy. Well, where, yeah, I started comedy in the Cambridge scene, so I did a lot of stuff with the Footlights. I wasn't technically a Footlight, but that oh, stuff doesn't really ma- man, matter. It, it doesn't matter. I consider no. you an honorary Footlight. <laughs> Thanks. I think <laughs> the the even, but I think even the the idea of a Footlight matters less and less now than it did like back in the day when it was just the footlights were the only 21 year olds who entered the comedy industry and just got given a TV yeah. show off the bat. That was like yeah. Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie. Nowadays, like hundreds of people claimed they were a part of the footlights and everyone's like, who, who, who cares? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's um. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the same thing as uh, what is that? The Groundlings in the U.S. Yeah, it's the Groundlings. Similar yeah. thing. Like Groundlings used to be like, yo, you're a Groundling, you made it to the main company. Hello, it's <laughs> SNL. You're yep. either going to SNL or Mad TV if you're not that good. What are you going to do? Yep. Uh, but then it was, so then everyone's like, oh, of course. As long as you're a groundling, you're in. Perfect. Yeah. But then obviously that stops <laughs> once a million people are in the groundlings. Is that, is that a Canadian thing, the groundlings? No, it's uh, only it's American. American. Yeah, okay. we have, um, I guess we Second have. Second City? Yeah, we have one. SCT. Yeah, I've been there. I've been to the Second City, Toronto. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a nice place. Um, shout out to my friend Natalie, who's directing the most recent review Ooh, before a lockdown. Fun. Yeah, she's great. Natalie Metcalf at Nana Metcalf on Twitter. Everybody, go check her out. Second <laughs> nice. City. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll so check it out. Even this. though it's technically a Chicago thing, uh, a lot of Canadians. It's sort of like yeah. Chicago, Toronto. Um, all those Harold Ramis crew, Bill Murray guys, they all came out of there. Yes, they did. That they crew, did. Gilda Radner, Dan Aykroyd, you know all those guys. I've, I may have come across <laughs> them sure back in the day. Yeah, you know about them during your deep research into <laughs> North American pet, 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 culture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where I know them from. All that research. I studied them. <laughs> yeah, during your studying of comedy when you got into it, you just dove right in. The yeah. deep history. So what, what are your comedy influences? Who are your top guys? Oh, top guys. I or, really yeah. like um, James A. Caster. All right. Yeah. Come, local come across local chap. Yep. Yep. Now that he's pretty globally well known, that's really cool for him. I think I first saw his show in like five, six years ago now, maybe seven years ago in the Edinburgh wow. Fringe, which yeah. is where all comedians kind of make their make their stuff. You got to cut your teeth cut their teeth that's the that's the phrase i was trying to go for when i said make your stuff make your stuff cut your teeth the same make your stuff cut good your equivalent yeah it's actually a british phrase that you might not have heard of make your stuff oh yeah churchill said it yeah we're gonna make our stuff we will make our stuff <laughs> yeah they cut that out of the uh, gary oldman version but you just couldn't nail there. that <laughs> yeah gary oldman couldn't, couldn't get there but uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, so I cast uh, like seven years ago. I think that was quite influential. But I, I think Acaster has had a massive influence on a lot of British comedians. That mm. it's kind of it's almost a cliche to say that you like. Yeah, it's a massive cliche <clears throat> to say that you like or was influenced by him in any way. Correct. So that's sort of I would say like a Mike Birbiglia type influence for a lot of American comedians. Oh, I am massively influenced by Birbiglia. Well, I'm sure well. it's a global influence for Birbiglia now. I mean, now that yep. he's actually blew Still, up. But before, like, he was sort of yeah. more, you know, like, local and comedy. And as he grew each yeah. level, people are like, oh, yeah, it's more and more. And then all of a sudden there's a lot yeah. of, like, Birbiglia. Birbiglia <laughs> ripoffs. Yeah, wannabes ripoffs or whatever. But it's such yeah. a, t- it's you know, you got to have I, a... It's very specific voice and skill to pull that kind of thing off. So, you know? Yeah, totally. I think uh, Babiglia isn't that well known over here still. Um, I think British British people sort of don't don't really ingest that much comedy from outside of Britain. Like, no. stand up outside yeah. of Britain. Mm-hmm. They know more because there's so many British, big British comedians yeah there's a ton and even fine with that other like colonies i would say like they would you would in england maybe know more australian new zealand comedians uh than we would here kind of thing 
Yeah, because like, I think they thing, yeah. tour there more than they would like make it all the way yes, over here. We have we have a link there. We don't have that many. Like, but Big Lear does come to the UK and does a couple shows every time he does a tour, but not. And they just they sell out, but it's only a couple of shows. He doesn't stay for that long. Yeah, it's not his ma- major theater run like he does in the states. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, but Big Lear I think inspired a, a couple of my shows on how to do a sto- storytelling personal storytelling show yeah he just so well yeah you did a great um i watched your bit uh about the bird two birds one stone i'm not sure what the that's like your main one that comes up on uh, yeah that was that's from I, I don't really do stuff like that anymore but that was that was just you one. could tell that it was like so tightly written you know like the beats yeah. were all meted out and you were just nailing yeah. every single one and even at the part where it's like you know you do the extending riff you're like all right this is where it feels like the joke is done but listen <laughs> I am not there's more. There's more. <laughs> i have a lot more and it's gonna make a lot of sense and i've got to wrap it all up at the end mm. for biglia style with a great callback boom yeah so that's a- yeah you can see like the the seeds of how you could grow into a storytelling comedian yeah. with that the the skills that you're showing in that in that clip yeah, and I think with my shows, I went more into talking about myself and talking about my family and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, which yeah and is, that was the difference between that clip and then like the the radio yeah. shows, which was like fifteen minutes of you talking about your experience. You know, being yes, um, exactly. Yeah, the radio show. Like the thing about the radio show, I pitched the the idea that I would talk about my experiences, but I hadn't really done it yet, so I had to learn <laughs> while writing the show this way of doing it which was quite challenging and actually really satisfying so you figured out your your like method your secret way be like (laughs) this is this is like the subject i need to have at the end now let's reverse engineer pretty much yeah basically i think it's a shame series two isn't online anymore i don't know why they keep taking it offline but the second series i I think yeah i get i'd basically do the same and i've more more got got the idea of it by that point yeah oh it was great um yeah really made it personal and uh yeah this like very good um storytelling stuff so they'll have a link in the show notes listeners don't worry go into the show notes click all the links i got links to his youtube his chinese comedian special we've got links to his wikipedia we've got links to everything national media coverage from September 2017, <laughs> he has a Twitter thread <laughs> insulting Everything. the national flag of every country in the world. Oh my god! Your oh, ninth, okay. yeah. it was your ninth linked supported claim on Wikipedia, and I have the, <laughs> the link to the thread. And I was looking at some of them; it's pretty good. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, the, that was a fun. That that was where I think my Twitter following really uh, blossomed properly. Yeah, I think I was on like 2,000, 3,000 followers before that. And I think I went up to like 12,000. Oh, that's the that, money spot. That that's that money zone. <laughs> once yeah, you once you're over 10K, 10K that's, yeah. you're, you're, you're kind of fine. You don't need to worry anymore. Once you get that K, that little K, you're good. Yeah, that's important, the K. <laughs> yeah, that's what, like, that's, hey, that's what I work towards. I was like, I just want to get that 10K and then I'll yep. be good. And then, you know, once I did, I really haven't <laughs> gone much higher than that. When did you break 10K? I guess it was a couple of years ago. I could probably yeah. tell you the date. I think I sent out a tweet saying, nice. like, thanks for 10K. You know, nice. that sort of dumb stuff. <laughs> the best thing about being over by the K is you never notice if your followers go down unless it right. goes down by a whole hundred. Mm-hmm. 
that's the best part because I think before you were, you could you, you could, could see exactly how many. But oh damn, I've lost three. Yeah. But now you don't have to worry ever. Those little ups and downs that happen every day, you yeah. don't have to worry about that as much. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It was a, a very uh, you know it was like less mental anguish <laughs> every day. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's if you're the, the kind part. of person who <laughs> is anguished by unfollowers. <laughs> yeah. So well, that was very well, cool. So you just uh, did a Twitter thread and you just like made fun of every flag. Yeah, yeah. Every single flag. I didn't actually finish it. I have two left, and I never. I feel oh, quite How weird about going back. September twenty twenty one. Boom! So, you do yeah. one more I flag, might... and then say, "Come back September twenty twenty two for the yeah, final flag." Then you have a whole year to. You keep bumping the. It'll keep bumping the thread. <laughs> Maybe it'll pick up. Right? Like people love picking up old coverage of stuff that was already covered, and these blogs just are like, "A oh, man." <laughs> a man made fun of every flag. Like, uh, uh, is that a, is <laughs> yeah. that a news story? <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah, you know yeah. What? Nowadays, it is. People want to see something, yeah. hear something. Yeah, that's that's what you got to go off. Have you ever done a big thread? Never done a big thread. No. Mm, that's like my it's... one thing that I've, I'm missing or whatever. I, a lot of friends, I have a lot of friends who have done big threads that go viral or whatever. And yeah. then it sort of comes back. I think my friend Isabel Zatun, friend of the show, go check out her episode, just had her thread about like people being mean to you in the workplace or whatever, go viral again. And like people pick it up and a blog picks it up and then it re yep. hits the cycle again, this big thread yes. and more people add their stuff to it. And then, yeah. you know, maybe in the next article, people pl- pluck those clips out because they're like look what this person said too like because that's the, <laughs> the good thing about the thread is there's all these replies that you can yeah. bulk up your article <laughs> with gift that keeps on giving it's the gift that keeps on giving so you did a great thread and now boom zeitgeist forever yeah i hope so people still bring it up weirdly yeah did anybody get real mad oh yeah there's a lot <laughs> of nationalists out of there yeah. who care and then the flag means different things in different cultures so like i think it would sometimes reach the nationalist portion of like some a certain country and i get for like maybe a couple days a lot of replies from that country's yeah. population like i think india obviously india is a huge country mm-hmm, a lot of people there in yeah. terms of population so that that makes sense that but also quite a nationalist country um in general so there were definitely a lot of people angry about <laughs> that flag yeah uh another one i think a smaller one was probably one of the balkans like Ser- serbia i oh, think yeah. really kicked off real strong national instinct yeah there. yeah i mean they've been through a lot those countries That's so far, tough, fair yeah. enough so they can kind get kind of the context of how, why why what the joke was so they were just like well like why is this guy just being why is he just being mean (laughs) (laughs) why is everyone laughing at this this uk guy he's just he's just so mean about our flag like i guess because of the language barrier as well they oh yeah it's tough they can't they can't see the context of like okay i'm roasting every flag oh it's equal opportunity yeah it's not like you're just like just your flag like that is the best part about the bit is that you can't get mad at it because you made fun of your own flag exactly yeah people do (laughs) i agree yeah well uh, you know like you said the flag means different things to different people People yeah people did people yes they definitely did and that's the thing you might notice about posting online on the internet Mm -hmm. 
It what's, is annoying. So what's the worst hater right. stuff that you've dealt with? You dealt. I know that you um you dealt deal really openly with all the racist bullshit that you put up with. What's the worst hater that you've had to deal with? I've, I I think I noticed someone who kept replying to my stuff even way after I muted them. Um, I noticed like I like they were replying to like every tweet for ages. I muted them, and then <laughs> yeah. I noticed that even that because someone else someone repli- was like who's this person. Replied, <laughs> Someone replied to that tweet, so I was like, oh, hold on, this person's yeah. been replying to everything I've been posting for, like, months. And that's quite ni- nice to be like, well, well, I didn't have to read any of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, definitely nice. And it's nice yeah. to know that you're, you know, inspiring people to connect, hey. reach out to connect every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't had to deal with, I, I mean, yeah, I've had to deal with quite a lot every time like a tweet goes viral. If I tweet about race, then it will just... Yes. Well, anything, anything on a certain side of the culture war, really, you, you can just end up in the pocket of a certain part of Twitter where where they're just sending people at you, essentially. Yeah. Yes, yeah. When you get like um, a squad of people or like cronies, yeah. cronyism or get attacked by like a mob, a crazy mob, like that kind of stuff happens. And it's it can be yep. super misguided and get out of control. Like it'd be like, oh, no, he just like said that he didn't like bicycles and somehow <laughs> somehow that got translated into like he wanted to kill the head of what no that's not no it was like banana telephone or whatever <laughs> like broken yeah. telephone online people just like get crazy or they don't even you don't read this the thing you just read the headline <laughs> the sensational headline <laughs> exactly that's have you had a lot of haters i uh, get some haters but it's not probably uh anywhere as near as what everyone else yeah, has guess, to deal with like women I guess wordplay <laughs> yeah wordplay, wordplay is not as I, yeah i try to stay pretty apolitical i mean I'll, i get in there a little bit yeah but not too not too much uh because yeah you can it can get misconstrued taken out of control if you really don't you know if you're not uh conv- like convinced with what your argument is you don't have yep. proper backup and information at your disposal yeah it's so and hard. ultimately you are only tweeting 280 characters it's so hard to... you can never win an online argument no yeah and that's the problem with it all right ken oh my goodness it's already been almost an hour oh we got so many bullets to bullets that i haven't uh we didn't get to but we will pick a couple of key ones and we'll talk about them like um you had um what's it um what one do i oh you reached diamond two in ranked league of legends (laughs) yes i did this is a huge bullet on my agent's website no it's on your wikipedia Oh, Wikipedia, that's so random that they found that on my Wikipedia. It must have been one of your Twitch friends. I don't know how that gets through. It must have been one of your Twitch friends. Maybe. No, I think it was on on one of my bios. I used to put it on my bio, like, (laughs) just for fun. I bet someone just copied an old bio. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what happened. And, um, yeah, I used to play League of Legends quite a lot, and I I was quite good at it for someone who wasn't dedicating all their time to it. That's good. I don't know. I've never played League of Legends. I just thought that was a really cool thing. And, and if any Twitch people were listening, that might be an impressive stat. Maybe. I'm trying to impress yeah. the listeners with all your stats, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love get all my stats out all there. All your stats. We need to get them out there. The links are in the show notes. Um, I guess we should also mention your great-grandfather. Oh, yeah. I talk about that on my show sometimes. 
I copied it from your uh, Wikipedia before I listened to it, but then I'm like, oh, he talked about it. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So my great, so what, should I explain Yeah, it, just or? please, please tell us about your great grandfather who was quite famous. My great grandfather, yeah. He was, at the time, he was, I think, the first Chinese person to have a sh- play on at the West End. And he translated, no, he wrote his own play in English. Uh, he learned English on his own in China, and then he just came over to London and wrote a play, and it was it was quite big. And but the thing is, like, it, it, because it was probably what the 1930s, 1920s, I think, mm-hmm. it just didn't survive. Things from then then didn't didn't survive like public consciousness. So like, no one's heard of him now, really. But at the time, it was huge, and that's quite interesting that he. He was like kind of talked about a lot being, oh, this Chinese play, this Chinese play by this Chinese man was a big, exciting thing at that time. But I've I've never heard it come come up in any like. Right. You haven't heard it. And anyone outside like your family or whatever. Yeah. Like just bring it up or happen upon it in in like a TV show or something where they're doing that play. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's quite a big it's very impressive feat in, in terms of like, yeah, just coming over with no knowledge Amazing. of the UK. Yeah. Especially being self-taught. You said like that is that's that's truly like bootstraps, great story. Like that's yeah. the American dream or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't know this until about like two years three or four years ago when oh, I was wow. when I was just talking to my parents about it. And so I didn't know I had that connection like creatively that I'm I'm now in the creative arts. My great grandfather was I that hadn't entered my mind when I was entering into a creative creative arts. I never pick that up from from any of my family but it clearly is there underneath somewhere it's yeah and you get a dang shout out in his wikipedia page do i you're the last one they have updated that much yeah there's a book about him that a friend i think a member of like that kind of chinese academic community in in, in the uk wrote about yeah. the history of the of him and his wife which is quite interesting, and just oh, yeah, talked about too was mentioned. Yeah, she did something too. She like, translated, or she did something. Um, she was on his Wikipedia page. Yeah, his um, wife. Yes. So like yes. they're both like pretty <laughs> high achieving. Yeah. Uh, you know, people at the time. Yeah. Like facing all like the discrimination and everything from back mm-hmm. in the day, and he gets hired. Oh, so uh, the part of that I wanted to mention from your bit is where you mentioned how they asked him to tone down the. Chinese ishness uh, of the play, yes, and which is the exact same thing a producer asked me to do. Oh my god, it comes full circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, someone someone asked them to do that. Someone said no. Someone asked me to. I, I think it was the opposite actually. To actually, up it? I think up the Chinese ishness yeah. because he just wanted to make a British, uh, an English play, right. And they were like, no, put on all the Chinese stuff. And I think someone said that to me at the BBC to be like, can you like focus on the Chinese stuff more? Which is how I ended up talking about China a lot. It, it probably wasn't a big part of my identity in general. And now? Now I talk about it all the time for the for the clicks, for the <laughs> likes, for You're the huge, show. Uh, Chinese comedian as a brand. I was going to say, what's your, you can link your Alibaba on the... <laughs> on the website yeah 
You get your your free Supreme knockoff merch sent right to yeah. your door. Alibaba, Weibo, all that <laughs> stuff, Tencent shares, oh, anything China related. You knew where Jack Ma was the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been performing privately for him. It's the only Zoom show that you don't mind doing. Yeah, that's what I've got coming up. <laughs> Well, Ken, I wanted to thank you so much for being on the podcast and being one of the new guests of the new podcast uh, yeah, to help me get it better, right? kicked off. Yeah, better than ever. Better guests, better conversations, more bullet points discussed, yes. more links in the show notes. So go to the show notes <laughs> and click on all of the links. We got Ken Chang, Chinese comedian. We got his YouTube. We got links to his tweets. That thread about the flags. Oh, man. Go in and look at some of the mean replies. Because now you can click and see the quote tweets, too. Uh, so go do that. Um, go check out the plays by his great-grandfather if they're ever staged in your town. <laughs> I think that might be it. What do you think? Great. Do we cover it I, all? I think so. I all think right. you covered my entire life in an hour. <laughs> we covered your entire life and the lives of others, some others, yep. in yep. that hour. So I guess Real. now I will play the podcast theme and we'll say our goodbyes. <laughs> So, Ken, thanks again. And everyone go check him out at Ken Chang Comedy on Twitter. And is it Ken Chang Comedian? Ken Chang Comedy. Comedy, yeah, I was right. So Comedy. that's You were right. You got it. <laughs> follow him on Twitter. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Ken. He was so great. I deeply recommend checking out his comedy. Link in the show notes. And if you see him at, his po- at the poker table, maybe just fold. Now, if you're a new listener, wow, thank you. Send me a note. Or you can go check out all the past episodes at www.stevenwskitter.com. Or find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podnik. Please remember, leave a rating and review, but only if it's five stars. Now, go check out all the links in my bio. Uh, Lots of extra show content. Follow at FOTSPod on Twitter to find out about all the new episodes. And go ahead and follow me at SkinnerSteven on Twitter. Now, thank you to Ruby Coast for the music. Thank you to Kyle I. Davidson for the theme. And thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen W. Skinner. Have a great one. <laughs>